0: Vinyl Draft Radio, a Vinyl Draft media property, get ready to be underwhelmed. This is the Adam Smasher Show, uncensored, with your host, five-time terminated employee, unemployment line regular, Taco Bell, Kima customer of the month, June 2012, and the worst show intro writer you've ever heard. You didn't think I wrote this shit, did you? Adam Smasher. Such foul
1: language and a lady is present. Not just any lady either. Uh, hey, what's going on? Uh, it's, it's Adam. I'm glad you guys are uh, joining us on Vinyl Draft Radio or the TuneIn Radio app. It's real easy. You can listen anywhere. There's no excuse. I asked um, yesterday or the, the day before, I asked... Uh, the guys here. Hey, I want to talk to someone about starting your own business, uh, starting your own, you know, brand these days because it's something I've struggled with for the for the past couple of years. And they suggested the one, the only, Dana Steele is is here in the studio. Hey, Dana. Hello. Thank you
2: for having me. How are you?
1: No, mic's not on? I don't. Here I am. Oh, here we go. Here I am. am. You know, two radio people trying to... uh, uh, You'd think we'd be better at this. Yeah, right. I I know. Uh, Dana Steele, who I'm very excited, uh, who's here today, uh, uh, is... You are uh, radio royalty, I guess we should say, uh, because uh, you you started, God, you were, when when did you first start at KLOL well, here I in was, Houston?
2: I was three, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I started on uh, KLOL in August, uh, speaking of language, I started on KLOL in August of 1982, I had been trying to get a job there since... I want to say 1978. Jackie yeah. McCauley was one of the... I mean, back then, that was just groundbreaking to have a woman program director at a rock right. station. Last I heard, she's raising sheep in New Zealand or something. But wow, that's She's a different one of those people go. that I, I try to find her every once in a while. Yeah. I can't. But um, um, I, you know, I started interviewing in 1978. I went over there four or five times, several different program directors. Everybody kept telling me, you're too young, you don't have enough experience. And then um, a, a DJ at the Texas Jam in August of 1982, um, was broadcasting live from the Astrodome and said, "Here more, here's more Zep, yeah effers, live on the air. There was no delay, there was no yes. nothing. You couldn't get away with that then. And she got fired and I just happened to have um, an interview the next day and they said, You're hired, 10 p.m., 2 a.m. Wow. That was how I ended up getting, um, it was at least a weekend gig that I ended up getting over there. So, um, Uh, 1982, uh, and before that, I was at Super Rock 104 KRBE. Yeah,
1: wow. That's uh, kind of where I spent most of my time here in Houston, Uh, a really great, uh, we didn't play rock, of course, at the time, but... Um, I had a nice run, uh, run there. Since then, I've been—I was just fired for the fifth time. I
2: think that's the best <laughs> intro. I love that intro. Uh,
1: the fifth time, and uh, it's just—we were just talking about on the air how regular radio is just—it's just different now. Like you know, you could. Uh, I, I wish the days were still, like I, I call them the, the glory days, and they were even a little bit before my my time, but uh, you could work at a radio station, and as long as you, you worked hard, you did your thing, you didn't say effers on the air, which here you can say as much as you want. Leon says m all the time, uh, but you, 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 could, you could stay there for years, right, and you'd be right. sound Now it's like, you know, it's ridiculous.
2: Well, it really is. It it's it's because everything is at um, you know it's profit over people. Where yeah. where it's it's not the listeners. When I was on KLOL, you could not pick up KLOL and put it in another city. It was right. Houston-centric. We loved our hometown. We knew our ho- hometown. Uh, we took care of the people in our hometown. Now it's all about the stockholder. It's about how many commercials can you fit into an hour and still keep some listeners around. Yeah. Um, but I want to recommend a book for you. Uh-huh. And, and, and this book really helped me as I started leaving radio and transitioning and realizing I had a skill set to do a whole bunch of other things and uh it's an old book but it's called who moved my cheese and it's about change and you know you just uh, there's such a great opportunity now for people like you to come in and do a show on a place like vinyl draft radio and turn it into something that will just make people go what was radio just like iTunes makes people go you know what's a record store although you can do that again yeah um and we were talking about this off air, people still come to me and say, you know, my son, my daughter, my whoever wants, you know, has they have a band. They need a record deal. I'm like, no, they don't need a record deal. If you, First of all, you're probably not going to get one. And if you do, it's going to suck um, because they're going to take advantage of you. So what you want to do is build your tribe, build your fan base, you know, become an expert at LinkedIn and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and please God don't invent another social media okay. platform because I'm tired. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm
1: glad you said LinkedIn because until now I thought LinkedIn was just always that thing I signed up for and I'm still not you know, I really don't know why, why I'm getting uh, emails from LinkedIn. Uh, but
2: you're a businessman now and you well, own I'm, your own show and you run your own destiny so you have to use that to network with potential advertisers and partners.
1: Yeah I I mean, I'm trying, uh, I don't, see, I see, my problem is I've never been good at, uh, I'm really good at the creative stuff, I'm really bad at everything else, um, as far as uh, selling or marketing, or, well, marketing is different, but selling, asking people for money, it's just awful, it's just my, my worst nightmare, and I had a partner who we, we blended together perfectly, because she was great, she was also very funny and creative, but she was great at that stuff, so I just did the funny stuff you know one day I wrote a jingle about boners that was my day and <laughs> she did all that stuff uh and, and it was great uh so yeah uh, but I I I brought you on because I know not just we're gonna you know I'm using me as an example but I know a lot of people nowadays uh I just had a friend who started up a uh a, a clothing uh store and it's it's Right now, it's online, uh, but you know they hope to grow and actually have a boutique one day. But they just started that, and they're doing really well. And uh, I just, I don't know what I have to do to make that leap into, you know, I don't know. You I know, look at your accomplishments, accomplishments, and I feel
2: worthless. Well, you know, but when I left radio... Um, I had no idea what I was going to do. That's what I had done since I was 17 years old. And it was terrifying. That's what I am. And radio also, and and TV people end up feeling the same way. Your your whole being is around that radio station or that television show. And then you get fired and it's like, well, it's like your whole self-worth. Because it was all reliant on that job. Yeah. Then you discover you do have a skill set. You did have to promote yourself. You did have to market yourself. You did have to get creative, so you can still write your, you know, your boner jingles right, if you right, want to, right. things that will come back to haunt me in my campaign. <laughs> um, but 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 then you have to learn how to use the different social media mediums to. Push it out there with a call to action to say, if you like this, come listen to the show on Wednesdays and Fridays. Right. 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 So you have to kind of figure, OK, what is your product? It's your new podcast. It's the show right here uh, that people can listen to live on air. Uh, why should they? Because it's funny and it's informative and it's entertaining. Um, who are who who are they they are the Adam Smasher fans that loved you on all these different radio stations and want to know where you are now and how do they find you because you 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 build a facebook page for the show you have a twitter account that is Relative to the show, right. you're going to use your LinkedIn account completely different. You don't want to put your boner jingle right, right. No, on no, no. the LinkedIn no, no, no. page, but that's where that's you're the go- second
1: time she said boner. By the way, I know. Yeah, F- there goes to that campaign. Oh no, yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's going to it's it's good for making a point, isn't it though, yeah. so to speak? Um, but LinkedIn, you're going to use to find your advertisers where you can talk to them about, I've got X number of followers on Facebook. I've got this great following on Twitter. We've got this many people tuning in and you could be a part of this show. So you have to use each medium in the way it was intended. I used to explain to people that LinkedIn is like the conference room uh, at, your, at your place of business or where you're meeting a client. It's, it's, it's your resume. It's your business. Sure. Facebook is is you know, it's the neighborhood. Facebook is your is your friends and your family and your fans, the people that know you. Twitter is a lot of really snarky people, but they want to know you're quick and witty and so you take you don't say listen to my show on on Twitter. You wait until your show is over and you, you know, you take Here's the future Congresswoman saying boner on my show. Yeah. But see what I'm saying? You've got to learn to use them. The big mistake a lot of um, small businesses and entrepreneurs make is they tie all of these things together. And all of these things are completely different. Right. Um, and and so, so Twitter is more... I say it's the happy hour at a conference where everybody's through with all of the serious stuff all day and they're letting their hair down in the bar and they're being maybe a little snarky about what happened and talking about things. Um, So you want to use each of them different. Instagram is, here's a picture of what we did today. Here's a picture of Dana. Here's a picture of Leon. Here's what she ate for lunch. You know, here's Dana's water bottle, whatever. And then um, Snapchat is, you, you just... Find the nearest 16-year-old and hand them your phone and go snap this. I
1: don't even re- understand Snapchat. Someone Which asked is why me- I
2: hand it to people in a crowd and go, here, snap this.
1: I saw someone who just posted a... Uh, 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 fellow radio person, uh, hey, if, if, if social media just went away tomorrow, would you be happy or sad? And I'm torn because, as you say, it is a great marketing tool. Uh, I agree with everything you said. But on the other hand, if you don't have people helping you with it, mm-hmm. oh my God, it is a just, I mean, oh,
2: Especially with a campaign now. I mean, it's like drinking from a fire hose with everything that's coming in from all angles. Um, so I, I did have to finally start to bring in people here, really in the last, six weeks to start monitoring and helping, yeah. and um, I've always
1: wanted a group of minions, and I wanted yeah, oh. to refer to them as, as minions.
2: Minions are wonderful.
1: Minions Some, are wonderful, but someone you, once referred to Delilah with, uh, "She's oh yeah, she's up there at her house in her basement with all her minions doing her bidding," and I just thought that was funny. That's she's, how you always envision yeah. her on
2: the radio, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, it? Yeah. Well, you know what you have to learn. One of the things I used to do when I ran the when I owned the Space Store is it was it was a NASA. It was the first online NASA store, even before NASA figured out how to do it and I realized that by the end of the day I was not getting anything done and it was because uh, there's so much that has to be done I've got to look at new product I've got to take the new product that's come in and put it into the system then I've got to take pictures of it and put it on the website and I also have to be reaching out to the press and I have to be marketing and I have to do this so I actually am very anal retentive but that serves you well is to compartmentalize um, so what I do now, I get up in the morning and I use a thing called Buffer. Yeah, and
3: I, I, I know. Okay, I have a, yeah.
2: And you can schedule your social media. So unless something just breaking really happens, most of my social media, I go in and I will spend an hour to two hours in the morning with my coffee, early in the morning, yeah. um, making sure I have everything spaced out and and presented in such a way that people want to read it on these different platforms.
1: I think a, a big problem people use with, especially with Facebook, as you said, you pointed out uh, how different platforms are used for different things. I think you can't get too like commercially on Facebook, as uh, so to speak. Like you know, if it looks like
2: an people a, an will ad, call you out. They will call you out. It's no. more about conversation. It's, uh, that's why it's called social media, right. not just uh, doing. And, and don't be a troll on social media. This is your. This is the Dana Steele Public Service Announcement today on the Adam Smasher Show. Just imagine that you're in someone's living room. That's what Facebook is. Would you sit across the couch from somebody and say some of the things you say on Facebook? You know, um, it's interesting to watch what people do with that. But
1: uh, anyway, I think Twitter is the best place for really mean, angry people and really funny people because it can be really funny, but then it can they can be so angry.
2: See, I use it more for breaking news. But there, there was a thing that I wrote for Fast Company magazine several years ago. It went viral for about three years around the world. It was crazy. I think it had 2.5 million views the last time I checked, and it's what became the first book, 101 Ways to Rock Your World. Everyday activities for success every day. It was the first five things on that, and it was get up early, watch the news. Yeah. If you're going to run a small business, if you're going to run your own business now, you got to know what people are talking about, what's relevant to them, what they're interested in, what's the water water cooler fodder that day.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, hold on. We're going to take a break, and I want to uh, ask you about how you became an author because I, I've had uh, I, that's something I've also wanted to do is write. Uh, it's, uh, Dana Steele, who is here, and all, she's also said, she said anal and boner twice. I have it on tape. Uh, we're talking with Dana Steele, who, uh, of course you can hear Tuesdays at 9, uh, on Vinyl Draft Radio, and, uh, we'll talk about, she, I don't know why you would want to run for Congress, for God's sake, I mean, wow. It seems like torture to me. I love it. You love it? I love it.
2: One of my opponents said something about, um, isn't this brutal? And I went, you know, I used to spend weekends on the road with Van Halen when I was bored. You know, being stuck in a tour bus with a rat for two days, that was brutal. This is, you know, I love running for office. and, And I've just gotten out and met so many incredible people that I never in a million years would have met. Um, there's a there's a pastor up in in Newton County who's actually originally from this area, and he's just a hoot and a half, and he just. He doesn't have to do it, but he runs a food bank up there for these people who need him so badly, and mm-hmm. it's just really been amazing to meet people like that.
1: Now, when you when you got out of radio and decided to get out of radio, uh, you decided to. Uh, you said you didn't know what, what you wanted to do. Uh, what made you jump that to that take that leap to to be your own boss?
2: Well, um, I had a baby, yeah. and we could not come to any sort of agreement. And to be really truthful with you, KLL basically said, um, we don't want to renew your contract because you're, you're having a baby, which would be like way illegal. But. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: A lot of stuff back then was, yeah, was there illegal. Yeah, there some sure. other
2: things, but uh, yeah. we, just, we really could not come to an agreement. And they mm-hmm. basically said, you know, you've had a baby, you're not cool anymore. So I had always wanted to do television. So I ended up jumping over to TV, which I hated you know i come from the land of ad living and i had been yes. doing that for 22 years or something crazy and um all of a sudden, I had a teleprompter and producers in my ear, and they don't like it when you stop reading things that aren't on the te- You know, When no, you start making and, stuff up, they get a little crazy in the booth. And, and,
1: and most people who, who do TV, when they do ad-lib, it's terrible. I mean, <laughs> no, it's not funny. No, it's Please, not. Please, just it's read not. the teleprompter.
2: And people were more concerned what my bangs look like than what right. I said. So, um, right. And then I ended up going into talk radio, and... Um, which, God, the first few months I was trying to be what I thought, you know, talk radio was. And it was so awful that I thought, you know, I'm just going to be myself. Mm-hmm. I just I just let down the, I don't even know who I was trying to be, but I, I just became myself and I really enjoyed it. But, you know, at the time talk radio was really, it's not as conservative as it is now in some you know circles, but it was still mean, and I'm just not a mean. That's why I—that's I, I, why I made a horrible morning jock. Yeah. Because I just couldn't do mean things. Right. Um, but it, somehow or another, I got into e-commerce. I started the first NASA space store online. Uh, fast forward. I ended up selling that to a NASA contractor. Became vice president of an aerospace company, uh, which was. <laughs> I know it was. We were still send, over here
1: making boner jokes. She's a vice president. Some aerospace. I can't even spell aerospace.
2: Well, we would have a meeting once a week of senior, senior executive staff and you know they'd be walking the, the company did resupply missions to the international space station and they were doing all of these great things and you know they were talking about off gassing and i had no idea what they were talking about and then they'd get to me and they'd go and do you know your report and i would be i still sell the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like i'm not coming to these meetings anymore because i feel really stupid um but i i ended up writing a book our, our people started asking me to speak mm-hmm. uh, on business and again I was just awful I don't know who I was trying to be and I remember specifically I was giving a speech in the lobby of the hobby center to some business group and it was, it was excruciating I was awful they were bored It was terrible, so I finally just put everyone out of their misery, including me, and said, "Does anybody have any questions?" And I had on my little pantsuit, my panties, you know, pantyhose, and some, you know, high heels, because I thought it was business. That's what everybody wanted. And this, this, just the most pissed off looking guy in the back of the audience goes, raises his hand, and goes, "Did you ever meet Van Halen?" Yeah, and it was like this epiphany that I went, "They want to see Dana Steele. They want to see the girl they listen to on the radio." They want to hear the rock stories. Right. I want to talk about business. Everything I learned about business was from hanging out with Ed Leffler, who managed Van Halen and Sammy Hagar, and uh, Troy Blakely, who later became my agent and just passed away about a week ago, who was the most amazing rock agent in the country. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to tell those stories. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I I answered his question and more people started asking, and then people perked up, and that's when I realized. I got home, I went to hell with the business suits. Right. I'm back in my jeans and cowboy boots. That's where I'm comfortable. Um, and I started telling these stories, and people said, "You got to start writing these down." So that's how you become a writer. You just, you just start. Finding a time, maybe just once a week, I would sit down and write for an hour. And there are some times when I write where I stare at the paper or stare at the computer for an hour and maybe get a sentence. And there are other times my little hands can't type fast enough to get everything I want to say. Um, It's it's all about discipline which nobody wants to hear, you know, nobody ever associated discipline with rock and roll. I was very disciplined at KLOL. They used to make fun of me. I would come in every morning an hour early. I would pull all of my spots, all of my promos, Mm -hmm. all of my music. I knew what was missing. I had um, uh, newspaper articles. You know, I'd cut out things to talk about. That's why I love social media. It just feels like another radio show to me because I do the same thing. I try to make sure I am entertaining the audience with what they came to hear or see or read.
1: I've never been asked to speak. Uh, I have been asked not to speak again (laughs) at at a a career day. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, We're talking with Dana Steele, and I I have a a question. Like, I'm going to be that guy in the audience. I I read that... um, Was it one of your books that Gene Simmons wrote uh, the... The forward. The very first book,
2: Rock to the Top.
1: So, Gene. Yes. Is he... Or
2: isn't he like the grossest man on earth? He's actually one of the smartest business people I've ever met.
1: I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. am not know denying what? that.
2: I. I. Um. Well, I will tell you that that Gene wrote the forward. It was either going to be a forward or a restraining order because I kept asking. Um. But I don't know. Gene was always extremely kind and respectful and nice to me. Okay. Um, you know, when I'm standing on this side of the room and Jessica Hahn's standing on this side of the room, Gene's going to treat me like, you know, nice little girl, go away. There's Jessica Hahn. Right, right. Um, but he was always extremely kind and respectful and nice. Okay. And he was uh, a joy to work with. Uh, he was always on time, he was always prepared, he always knew how to deliver. Whatever product it was.
1: So and oh, they are the masters at products. Yes. And and I just never. I look at someone like him, and I never know. I was like, is is he really, uh, you know, the the womanizer, just whatever he, he, or is is he playing that up a little bit because that's what his fans. That's what sells. That's what or, yeah, or that's what he. That's what they want him to be, or, or or what. But I mean, yeah, very smart. His hair, the hair, it grosses me out. Like I don't know why. Oh, he's got yeah. weird hair. It's Just
2: shave the head and be done with it. Um, Sammy Hagar is another one who's a very, very brilliant, hands-on, very much in control of his empire.
1: Now, I have always said, and people look at me like I'm crazy, but... Well, you are. (laughs) I, I am, but I prefer Sammy Hagar Van Halen to David Lee Roth, only because I just think, again, I can't Put it behind me and just appreciate the music. David Lee Roth is a dick. I'm
2: sorry. He just he is in in person. He was just never a nice man. No, and and I think that was because he wasn't living his truth. Yeah, I really think it was. And um, uh, but you know, I was around Sammy early on. Um, I was one of the first people that knew he. You know, I had I knew he was going to join Van Halen for three months and couldn't say anything on the air. Right. Um, I was privy to so much of what was going on behind the scenes with with sammy and then with van halen because their manager ed leffler who has also passed away was my mentor he was my business mentor he was an amazing amazing man who taught me so much about the finesse of um of negotiating but also staying strong and true to your brand Um, Gene Simmons protects his brand. Sammy Hagar protects his brand. Sammy, by the way, wrote the the forward to my next book, which is about networking. But that's kind of been put on the shelf now while I run for office.
1: office. Uh, we're talking to Dana Steele, and she is running for office, uh, the 36th District. Now, again, they say, "What well, this is unwinnable, right? It's unwinnable. It's because
2: everybody says it's a, it's a red state. Texas is not a red state. It is a don't-get-out-and-vote state. The uh, There's a thing called the Lyceum poll. The last one they did late last year showed um, that Texas was... Basically, about 30% Republican, 30% Democrat, and then 40% independent or undecided. And there was a Gallup poll that came out this week that shows that Texas is no longer red, it is competitive. It's not blue and it's not red and it's not really purple, but it's. This is going to be crazy. Yesterday, the first day of early voting, uh, the numbers were 300% higher than the primary race in 2014. So nobody could predict anything. Right. This is. This is crazy, and I wish everybody had the, the you know, I've, I, can, I can retire and do this. It's hard to do this and, and run a business. Um, we've gotta find a way that everyday average people, taxpayers, can run for office, so everybody can see how the system works and how the system doesn't work. Um, it, there's so many people with money in congress because you almost have to have money i'm fortunate that my husband's still working he he retired from nasa he has that pension we were very frugal saved money so that i can go do this and because i you know i i originally did it because nobody ran against the republican last time and that's not a democracy right that scared me with our democratic system um and as I've gotten involved in it and learned more, there is a path to win this. And it is grassroots, on the ground, like we were talking about, if you're a new band and you want a record deal, one download at a time, till you got a million downloads on iTunes and the record company's coming to you. So, I'm on the road almost all the time now. The district is bigger than Connecticut. It's 7,800 square miles. So, if, and if I'm not on the road, my people are on the road in my pickup truck with my big old face on the side of it yeah so and we're just constantly driving the district and meeting people i, I have a house party tonight there may be 10 or 12 people there yeah and tomorrow night it may you know the other night i did a thing there were six people and then i do a thing there's 100 people and then i do a thing there's 500 people and then i do a thing and two people show up doesn't matter it's getting out there and meeting people
1: yeah i had a, a someone who had this this he has this philosophy in radio and he said if you go out and you uh, new uh, your brand new morning show or show if you go out and shake hands, and he—I forgot what the exact percentage was. If you shake this many hands, you will be number one. And it's about making that connection with people because if you do meet someone, yeah, uh, you know, if I meet someone, and when someone's running for office, I also look at, at their character. I'm that guy in the middle. I'm not my favorite. Uh, meme, but if
2: you've met them or touched them, yeah. you're gonna look for them on the ballot.
1: My 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 favorite meme is uh, Democrat, Republican, and the third box is and it says reasonable thinking human thank being thank you and uh, that's where i lie but if i do meet someone and i connect and they make an effort to connect with me not just oh how you doing okay bye then yeah they're going to stick out in my mind i think that's i think it's a very smart smart strategy
2: when i first started in radio i emceed and showed up at everything yeah and and i built that listenership that way and i had pictures i always had something to leave behind and i talked to people and i did i took every gig everything and then when i got to be the number one female radio personality in the city i still took everything because i felt like i owed it back to the city to say thank you for making me number one
1: okay So, um, if you guys don't know, Dana Steele is, uh, running for Congress, uh, but she's also just a really cool rock chick and, um... You've had a, a pretty good life. And I'm jealous because uh, by the time I got into radio, it was still kind of, you know, how you, you you got to be with the bands and you got to do that stuff. That relationship between jock and it doesn't it was, exist yeah. anymore.
2: That's why, you know, Melissa Etheridge and David Crosby came in and played a fundraiser for me yeah. at a 500 seat bar last week. And people go, well, how much did you pay them? How'd you get them to do that? It was, you know, when David got out of prison, I was his mentor here in Houston, and I was, I was a woman who fought to get Melissa Etheridge in a rotation on KLOL, yeah, because I believed in her. And you're right, we were able to create those relationships. Um, I've been friends with Boston, you know, Tom Scholz and 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 Boston, and and people go, well, how do you how you know you're just hanging out with rock? That's one of my opponents said she does nothing but hang out with rock bands. Those are my friends and family that I've known since I was 17 years old. You know, Night Ranger was in, what, a couple of weeks ago?
1: Night Ranger! So I
2: stopped by Night to Ranger. say hello at, you know, soundcheck. It's, like it. What do you do when your friends are in town? You go by and you say hi. Sure. My friends happen to be in rock bands. You
1: know. The Backstreet Boys wanted to beat me up one time because they didn't like what I said uh, on the radio about them. That's a. I would have... Taking them on, and I would have whipped their ass.
2: Okay. The one person that I never got along with, it's in my my first book. Yeah. Is, you know, I talk about how it's so nice to write handwritten thank you notes, but if you're going to be pissy about it, don't write it. And uh, it was when Sean Cassidy was trying to break out of that poppy thing and become a serious artist. Yeah. And the record company brought him to uh, KRBE. Uh And um, uh, they brought him over. We were all, they took us out to dinner. I think he and I were both 21, and they thought this would be so cool. And they'd take us out to dinner. And I was the the music director of KRB when it was like one of the top five, top 40 stations in the country. So this was really important. They're still good. They just want a Marconi. And he and I were like, the minute we met, there was friction. Mm, there was like yeah. egos, oil and vinegar, something. And about two weeks later, I got a handwritten note from Sean Cassidy that said, Dear Dana, just think, if you play the record, we'll never have to speak to each other ever again. Oh, what a Sean dick. Cass I still have it.
3: Oh, my God.
2: I still have that. Uh, Eminem
3: so. <laughs> was
1: dick. And then Christina Aguilera is one of the most god-awful people uh, on the earth. She was. I don't know. She may have changed now. But uh, she just she would walk down the, the hallways backstage at a show. We were doing and like you weren't even allowed to look at her. Like you know, she would if you would say hi. I never
2: understood that. No,
1: it's so stupid, so dumb. Um, anyway, okay, so uh, let's. I uh, have some questions and I will run down these. You just tell me which one would you rather. I, I didn't do the dirty edition because I know okay, you're running for Congress. Okay, yeah, I can't do that. Uh, I know. Uh, okay, so would you rather explore space or I think I know the answer to this one or explore
2: the deep sea? Oh, space. Okay, space. So I'm C. No, I'm I'm cost of fr- I did the whole. I got certified. Yeah. Did an eighty foot dive and went. I'm done. The ocean
1: there. scares me. Uh, that there are so many things. I always say this. I don't go in the ocean um, because I never know. Well, you never know where you're going to step on. And there well, are that's just <laughs> there are so many undiscovered <laughs> yeah. things in the ocean. No
2: space. I would. Yeah. If they said Dana, you can you know launch on the next Falcon X with, you know, I, I would go. I would go in a second.
1: Um, be famous and loved while you're alive, but forgotten after death, or live a long, unappreciated life, but become famous and loved after death?
2: Oh, no. Let's all do it now. This okay. Is a, you know. uh,
1: be the funniest person in a classroom or the smartest person at a party?
2: Oh, what do they say? If you're the smartest person in the room, you're not. Um. um I don't know. I like being funny, although now I'm supposed to be serious. You can be
1: funny and smart. You know, uh, smart people always. If, if yeah, I don't know.
2: Smart people, intelligence, God, it's so I broke. love to laugh, but I love to read. Okay. So I don't like either of those. Uh, this, oh, this is, I don't know. Find out for certain there's
1: no afterlife, or find out for certain there's no other intelligent life in the universe.
2: Oh, the the latter. The latter. Yeah. I, would, I would just, that would just be so disappointing to know we were alone.
1: Be the only person to have magic powers, but never get to tell anyone, or live in a magical world where everyone has powers and there's nothing special about you.
2: That one, because just think of all the just things people could do. But there's
1: Celine Dion music playing nonstop while she rides a magical unicorn uh, all over the place.
2: Yeah, not buying that Vegas ticket.
1: Okay. Um, so, so you would rather be, everyone be?
2: Uh, yeah. Okay. I like that. That's probably why I'm running for Congress. I want everybody to have health care and everybody to have internet, which is like magical powers. Uh, be
1: able to uh, never watch TV and movies again or
2: never listen to music again. Oh, you can keep your TV and movies. Okay. Yeah, I love music. I'm kind of the same way.
1: Die happy in five years or die unhappy in 50 years? Die happy in five years. Okay. Yeah. Have exactly, oh, this is where I would get in trouble. Have, have, having to say exactly what you're thinking all the time or know every bad thing uh, anyone has ever said or thought about you.
2: Well, I normally say anything I'm thinking all the time, which makes my campaign staff very, yeah. very yeah. concerned. So I'm getting better at that. Um, and what was the other one? Uh,
1: knowing every bad thing anyone has ever said or thought about you.
2: I think they do that anyway on social media. Oh, it's Twitter. (laughs) It's Twitter.
1: On Twitter, I'm Mr. Clean with AIDS. It's that's,
2: oh, are you? Yeah,
1: wow. Yeah, that's what uh, someone someone said. Um, I'm looking at a book. This one is 100 Ways to Rock Your Personal it's Brand. A,
2: I wrote it with a LinkedIn e- expert, Vivica Von Rosen, mm-hmm. considered one of the, the top LinkedIn experts in the country. And it's for building your brand. And I thought, since you're building this new business, it would be a, a great thing for you to use to utilize on LinkedIn.
1: Um, again, uh, if uh, people want to know, what's your uh, you, your website and stuff where people can go to?
2: to DanaSteele36.com. Okay. D-A-Y-N-A-S-T-E-E-L-E 36.com. You can get to my social media through there. You can donate. You can learn more about the campaign. And I'm Dana Steele across the board on social media.
1: All right. Uh, well, I'm glad you stopped in. I know you're busy. Thanks for doing that. I, uh, I really appreciate it. It's always, it's always great to, to hear stories You know, I I have stories, but those stories, because that's the the music I grew up with, and that's the the stuff I listen to, and uh, I I would love to hear more of your stories, so. Well,
2: I'll bring you the first book, and you can.
1: Uh, Definitely, and don't forget, you can uh, hear Dana uh, uh, Tuesdays at nine o'clock, right here, every Tuesday at nine a.m.
2: Right, it's on hiatus right now. We have to get, well, you have to get through the primary. Okay, okay. Which will be over in two weeks, and then uh, hopefully we'll be back with that.
1: Uh, There you go. Again, thank you Dana for coming. Thanks for in. having me.
0: Either they're hide up or he's got blackmail material. Back to the Adam Smasher show on Final Draft Radio.
1: All uh, right, look, guys, I'm going to be honest. I do not watch the Winter Olympics. I don't. I think it's boring. Uh, I do watch and stop when Lindsey Vaughn is on. Cause I think she is just the hottest thing ever. And a lot of people hate her. I don't know why. I talked about this last week. Like, why? Why do you hate her?
3: Because her
1: politics she's just a bit... Shut up. Who gives a shit? She, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, she likes black guys. So what? So What? You yeah, racist a hole. That makes me like her more. Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I really like her. And uh, she, and good for her, girl power and all that stuff. She won the bronze in her final Olympic downhill race. And uh, she is the best American racer ever with the most World Cup wins of any woman in history.
4: You know, it's been really hard for me not to get emotional for so many reasons, um, especially because of my grandfather, and I, I wanted to win so much because of him.
5: Um, but I still think I made him proud, and our family never gives up, and I never gave up. I kept working hard, and I am really proud of this medal, and I, I know he is too and uh, it's been fun it's been a fun ride and i hope tomorrow i can maybe pull something out of the hat but um it's sad this is my last downhill. i wish i could keep going you know I have so much fun, I love what I do, um, my body just can't, no, probably can't take another four years, but I don't know, I'm just, I'm proud, I'm proud to have competed for my country, I'm proud to have given it my all, and um, I'm proud to hopefully
1: come away with a medal. That's how I sounded after the last time I got fired. And my wife, and she's like, "Would you stop crying? You're making it weird." I love what I do. I found out something that uh, makes Lindsay Von not hot in my mind. I hear her crying. Any woman crying, immediate boner killer. All right, ladies, if you want to like get like your husband's like he wants to get frisky, and you're like, "Oh my God, I just can't." Just start crying. It's like, nope, done, done. Uh I am glad one thing they have done with the Olympics. Have you guys seen the uh have you guys seen Leslie Jones commentating? She was so funny uh last year uh, last Olympics that they brought her back and uh, Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. Uh she is commenting on ice dancing, which sounds like the most unappealing thing to me as a 41-year-old man like ever. Like I if I did like ice dancing, that would be super creepy, right?
6: This program oh, is, is no. insane. Okay, first of all, wait a minute. Yeah. Look
0: at
3: her. Yes! that is an outfit right there. Every outfit she's put on, I want to wear it to the club. <laughs> Look oh, <ooh>. at <laughs> Steamy. Are, are they getting in trouble for how sexy they are? Oh, Never. No. Not once. <laughs> when I
4: watch her, sometimes I feel like I can feel like my hair growing.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> she just makes me feel like a woman. I get that. I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> they are hot. Are they dating? I don't know. Yeah, they date. There's no way you can do that together and not date. <laughs>
6: they did kiss each other at least once. Ah.
5: This is my favorite part, right here, the ending. Uh! He's
3: like, yeah. Yeah. That's
1: that's so good. If they wasn't dating, they dating now. That's for sure.
3: (laughs) So that's it. You're a television commentator. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes,
1: the best kind, too. The best kind. I love that. I love that. I'd be terrible at commenting on any sport because I know nothing about it uh you know no no technical knowledge of the I just listen to commentators and I'm like like the guys especially in football how they I mean they know they start spitting out these stats and all these things like how do I still wonder like how does the quarterback how do the players even remember all of those plays like how is that even possible I can't remember what I ate for lunch much less I'd I'd be I'd be like I'm ice skating uh okay and they're skating around in a circle. They're doing this little twisty thing, and, uh... Oh, shit! She just spun twice! She spun, she did the double spinner twice. And uh, now he's going she's lifting him up, oh, wait, hold on, he's lifting her up, and her crotch is buried in his face right now. They're doing like this weird scissor thing, not the kind lesbians do, but the the other, yes, yes, and now they're just, they're just going around, and, and uh, she spun again around, and, uh, and, oh, she almost fell. Oh, oh, her crotch is in his face again. Oh, no. Lucky guy. Lucky guy. Have you ever seen that? When they just fly up and, boom, she's got him in a leg scissors? And I'm always thinking, that could be really, like for a guy really pleasant or really unpleasant depending on who is, you know what I mean. Uh, Okay, Uh, so uh, coming up, uh, we went to see Black Panther, which I totally recommend you guys go and see. I took my 10 and my seven-year-old, then I had them review the movie, because kids are honest. I'll play that for you coming up next. Oh man it's uh the Adam Smasher show Vinyl Draft Radio and uh I <laughs> Leon <laughs> we were talking about this song uh and uh, I was like oh yeah it's it's Cochise and then what, <laughs> tell everybody what you said
6: I was like oh coachies. okay I looked at it too quick uh I thought it said coochie <laughs> My audio slave, okay. Yes,
1: coochie, I love that. And then you made me like, uh, you know when you, you know a word, but someone says it, and then you're like, oh, am I saying that word right? I don't know. So I had to literally, uh, I made sure that I was saying that right, which I was like 99% positive. Coochies. Yes, that's the pronu- pronunciation on uh, on YouTube that I pulled. And then I pulled this one too. Coochie. It's like, it's like Professor Stephen Hawking if he would say coochie, you know? <laughs> Cooch. Coochie, coochie. All right, it's enough, coochie. Uh, it is uh, the Adam Smasher Show again. Vinyl Draft Radio. If you're listening on the TuneIn Radio app, you can uh, do that anytime you listen. Uh, plug it in, listen in your car, listen wherever you want, or VinylDraftRadio.com. Uh, you can just stream us live, and uh, that's how we'll do that. Coming up next, I brought my kids to Black Panther again, which is uh, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. And, uh, you know, adults reviewing movies, we get to, like, especially movie critics, they're the worst. Kids, they're honest. Uh, So I got my kids to review that, and that is coming up next. Hang on.
0: Now, back to What's-His-Name with whatever the name of this god-awful show is. On Vinyl Draft Radio. So, um, Black Panther,
1: it and man, I, I was scared that it wasn't going to live up to the hype, because for whatever reason, it was like getting hyped, like, this is going to be the biggest ever, and whatever. And it was a lot of pressure, because it's like, uh, I think it's like the first, you know, usually the superheroes are like, you know, all the white guys with the, you know, whatever, and this is, this is the brother, man. This is the brother superhero. So, uh, and I'm talking real brother from Africa, okay? Um... So there was a lot I thought there was a man, this is a lot of pressure for and dude, I'm telling you what. We we were there were there was there was like a brother in the in the uh, Leon, you would have left. This is a, there was a brother in the in the theater and he had on like full like uh, one of those like African like designs on a like a baggy kind of suit like Whoopi Goldberg would wear.
6: <laughs> <laughs> not not like colorful like Oh like
1: yeah, it, well well it was black, but the collar outline was like all the different colors, like the yellow and the red or whatever, and he had Aww. this this hat on, like he was brother was for. I mean, he might Represent. have been, yeah, he might, so, might have been. But uh, it was good. It was really good, and I really liked it. Uh, and I brought my my seven and my ten year old uh, to the movie, and it's always a toss up with them. Like sometimes uh, I, I I figure yeah they'll like it because you know it's a superhero movie, but then again um, you never know. They're honest, so uh, here are um, my kids and what they thought. Kids movie
4: review.
1: So uh, we went to see the Black Panther, uh, or no, it's just Black Panther Um, yesterday, and my ten and my seven-year-old, big superhero fans. What did you guys think about the movie? It was
4: amazing. It was pretty good. That was probably one of like my favorite superhero movies.
1: Why was it one of your favorites?
4: I don't know. I don't have a reason for anything. I think it was just super good. My 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 part that I didn't like where was the guy who throw who threw him over um, the mountain. That was a weird part. That like not a weird, but um, a
1: scary part. Why was it scary?
4: Because I feel like I would never go to Wakanda because I would never jump. O- I, I would never want somebody to throw me over. A uh, like a a waterfall.
1: Cl- yeah, I, you know what? I wouldn't want anyone to throw me over a waterfall either.
4: I think the evil guy looks like Odo Beckham, kind of.
1: Uh, his real name is Michael B. Jordan. So he's Michael Jordan. No, no, he's not the Michael Jordan. his His name is also Michael Jordan, but it's Michael B. Jordan. He's not the Michael Jordan.
4: What's his middle name?
1: Barnaby, I don't know.
4: His middle name's Barnaby. I liked when Black Panther killed the evil guy. This is kind of not what I liked, but a lot. the The evil guy, he kind of looked cool.
1: Were there any pretty girls in the movie? No. No.
4: No. So sorry. I liked Black Panther because in the movie because he's really cool.
1: Were there any boobies in the movie? No. Why are you whispering?
4: Because we don't want anybody to hear that. That's disgusting why are we even talking about boobies you always talk about movies that people are pretty in them
1: yeah so yeah because you like boobies dad what you
4: like
1: boobies i do like boobies you're right (laughs) Everybody,
4: my dad likes boobies.
1: Alright, this movie review is over.
4: Kids movie review!
1: They think girls are just so disgusting. I can't wait until I am looking forward to when they are interested in girls and we can actually talk about it and they can tell me stuff like, yeah, dad, I mean, she's got like boobs and, and I, I'm, I'm going to give them high fives. As long as they, they can talk like that with me, but to to the girls, you know, they have to be respectful. Okay? Don't be that uh, jerk, all right. And we putting off like a rapey vibe. I mean, that's no one likes that kid. You know, the super aggressive kid. Oh God, just ridiculous. Have some self respect, man. Respect, respect women, please. Will you? Uh, speaking of. Uh, not uh, respecting women kind of in a way do you know how I always say that uh, we are just too sensitive in today's world now look ladies I am I'm with you on most things okay and I honestly think there aren't a lot of women who were really offended by this I think they just blew it up and made it uh, where they thought they were offended but I guess the uh, the New York Times which um, you know they're the New York Times but they did a story, uh, and they're being accused of body shaming. Oh, my God, no. Not
3: body shaming? Seriously?
1: All because they ran an opinion piece. And see, that's the problem. When you're a newspaper, you know, I don't know. I would just stick with reporting, reporting facts because when you get your opinion, that's when people get all, uh, you know, upset. All right? Uh, opinions are reserved for, they should be done on radio shows like this by douchebags like me. All right, no one listens anyway. You're the New York Times. I mean, come on. Uh, They were being accused of body shaming because they ran a, a piece about how women should stop wearing sexy yoga pants and go back to sweatpants instead. That is being translated into body shaming which I think is a bit of a leap, but uh, one woman was on Twitter and she said, "Quote: You can have my yoga pants when you pry them from my cold, dead, uh, booty." That was a direct quote. Uh, wh- uh, yeah, I-, I don't know. It's just like, why? Why are we so sensitive to stupid things like that, ladies? Like, who cares? Like, they don't think you should wear yoga pants. Big deal, you know? I mean, if I'm being honest, there are some people who shouldn't wear yoga pants. There should it's some guys who shouldn't wear uh, pants that are too tight. You know, if you're looking down right now and, and uh, you know, your, your jeans and it looks like, you know, there's bread dough popping out of your, your waistband, you know, in your jeans, guys, y- your jeans are too small. I mean, I have that problem. I have a bunch of jeans in my closet that are just, uh, I can't wear them because they're too small. So guess what? I don't wear them. But if you want to wear them, go ahead. But if someone says something,
3: it's oh, body shaming. It's body shaming.
1: Body shaming is uh, becoming like bullying was, and there are some, some situations where some kids and some people are really are bullied and seriously has a problem. But I think people throw that word around too, too often now. And it's like some, you know, oh, just because a kid, like, you know, they're in fourth grade. One kid called the other kid a butthole. That's bullying. No, it's not. It's a kid called never get kid a butthole. I mean, that happens all the time. That's not bullying. I mean, if he's constantly hammering on the kid, yeah, okay, but just because, you know, just because one kid says, you know, you're a butthole doesn't make him a bully. Just because someone doesn't like yoga pants, that doesn't mean they're body shaming. I mean, did they run the piece, and did the piece say, because I haven't read the actual piece, uh, the full story? Uh, did, did it say, you know, all right, look, women, you need to stop putting your fat ass into these small yoga pants, all right? It's grossing me out. Or did they just say, you should stop wearing yoga pants? I mean, I feel like I've been talking a lot uh, about yoga pants. And I probably uh, should stop. Or... I probably should uh, play you a song uh, I did about yoga pants. If you guys don't know, uh, I have a song for everything. Because it's just something uh, that, I, uh, that I like to do. You know, it's just something I do, just for funsies. And uh, I did one about women in yoga pants. By the way, ladies, I love your yoga pants. Keep wearing them. I think they're the hottest thing ever. I love seeing it at the grocery store. Now I'm just sounding like a creep, okay. This one's for you, yoga pant-wearing ladies.
3: Can't be running around doing errands in skinny jeans. You're married, three kids got a job, got a real busy life. You've got errands to do. Don't give you something that zips up or a button fly. They won't do. Slip them on in the morning and just be like Oh my god Yeah so comfy That's nice Sean Man these are comfy so just wear a man realise You don't do a lick of yoga Not one bit You just wear the pants Comfy cotton throwing some elastic That's nice In your waistband Walk by the guys all day It's like a sea of clapping hands Girl, you're looking mighty fine now Yeah, you are In your yoga pants Girl, you're looking mighty fine now In your
1: yoga pants You don't do a lick of yoga. You've never been to yoga. You can't even tell me where a yoga studio is. You wear the pants. Yes, you do. Uh, i got to get a little thing to uh, plug in my phone. You know, the little thing thing. It's called a dongle. And uh, I just... I don't know, like, when I dongle, it just, whenever I hear the word dongle, I just automatically think of a, like, a just a penis, just, just you know, dongling there. That's what it <laughs> yeah, does,
6: you know? I, I've well, called it an adapter now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I just try to <laughs> call it an adapter.
1: Oh, my God. Like, hey, man, do you have my dongle? It's yeah. like, man, oh, I, know I ain't got your... Sh- <laughs> I ain't touched your dongle. You better keep your dongle away from me. You know. You know. Um, it's the uh, Adam Smasher Show, by the way, on Vinyl Draft Radio. You can always uh listen to us by the tune in radio app you can also uh listen online at VinylDraftRadio.com. Uh, it's so uh, real easy to listen and uh, of course we would appreciate it. I uh I did find uh this and uh, I was debating on whether to talk about this or not. Uh but you know maybe I'll get into it coming up next. I don't know why these lists come out but it's uh they surveyed men and women and uh and they they asked them that it's basically like the uh, the, seven, the most common noises you make during sex, <laughs> and some of them just made me laugh. Like I just wasn't some, you know, just because noises can be either good or they can be just bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whew, I, I mean I ain't gonna lie, guys. There's some bullshit right here. <laughs> it's the Adam Smasher show on Vinyl Draft Radio. So I literally I needed an adapter to my phone because Apple likes to be difficult and assholes and they like to change up the how you plug in your phone, so I have to have the little adapter, dongle whatever. I have to go r- run down to my car and I'm like, "Leon, how much time I got?" He's got 3 minutes. I'm like, "Oh shit." ran down the stairs, ran out back, and then realized, damn it, I parked in the front! Shit, ran out front, and then I ran back up. And uh, I'm out of shape and out of breath, so there you go. Uh, I did get a hold of my wife, though. Katie's on the phone. Whew. Hey, hon. Hi. Good God, man. Seriously, I gotta do something about this. Uh, my wife is a, uh, a school teacher. In fact, I was just telling uh, our guest, my guest I had on today, Dana Steele, who's like a radio legend here. She's running for Congress, and we were kind of talking about that, and uh, I said, oh, my wife could probably give you an earful, you know, about things teachers have to deal with. Um, kind of yes. How was your day at school, by the way?
0: It was busy. It's
1: busy. You're always busy. Yep. Busy, busy, busy. Yep. Um, did, uh, did Cooper get in trouble at school today? No. Oh, he didn't? Wow, that's a miracle. I know. That is nope. a miracle. All
3: was good with that.
1: What are you guys doing right now?
3: We're driving home. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah.
1: My, I, I text her earlier. I say, hey, will you coming to the show with me? And she's like, oh, God, why? You used to think, it's funny, because you used to think it was cool, but after so many years, you're like, oh, God, whatever, just leave me alone. <clears throat> yeah, now it's just annoying. It's annoying. And there you go. <laughs> People ask me how to describe my wife. I say, oh, she's lovely. And then, uh, how do you describe your husband? Isn't annoying much
5: i didn't say you i said getting on the show
1: oh yeah yeah well you're you're okay because no one listens to the show anyway so we're (laughs) good why would they want to hear an out of shape fat man breathing heavy
4: yeah I, i don't think i'd want to hear that either
1: huh yeah okay well there's something there leon's laughing right now but i'm no that not that dirty minds hey what are you cooking for dinner
0: uh, what am I cooking for
1: dinner? Nothing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you see, she keeps it real too. I know it's one of the reasons I love her. All right. Well, I'll see you later, hun. Um, yeah, I cooked yesterday, and that's that's a rarity. But you, you know. she did cook yesterday, and it is a rarity. See, our house it sucks because normally, wouldn't you agree? In like in a relationship, there's usually one person either, you know, uh, the husband or the wife, or one of the husbands or whatever. One of them likes to cook, usually, right?
0: Mm, I don't know. I mean, maybe.
1: Well, I think there's usually one part. But in our house, we both hate to cook. All right? Right. So we just shove shit in our kids' face. Hey, eat this. Be quiet. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, we just do a lot of eating out, so... Cooper ate, uh, my seven-year-old ate, this is, my seven-year-old ate, like, uh, I don't know, like a couple uh, forks full of just plain spaghetti noodles, and then he said he was full, but he wanted candy, so that was, that's an idea, that's a, that's a, a healthy meal, you know?
4: Right, Got your right.
1: Carbs and your sugar. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll talk to you later, thank you. Okay. There you go, there's my wife. Bye. She exists, she is real, and she's way too good looking to be with me. I'm one of those guys where, you know, they have those guys that, you know, they say they marry uh, out of your league. Oh, God, totally. Totally. And I always tease her, and I, I tease her, and I say, hey, if I weren't on the radio, you probably wouldn't give me the time of day, because she met me when I was at radio, and they, you know, her and her friends thought it was cool. It wasn't like groupie status, but, you know, it gave me an in. Otherwise, she would have just thought I was an idiot. Oh, man. It's a little hot in here. It's a little warm. Whew! It's a little warm. Adam's out of shape. Seriously. Okay, I'll make it. Uh, so I talked about this new survey that, and this must be like the most awkward questions. Like you have to be really open about everything to like answer questions like this. But this just caught my eye, and I think it's more funny than dirty. Uh, A new survey, men and women, they ranked the seven most common noises you make while you're doing it. And, of course, the number one result was moaning. I guess it's kind of like, depends on what it is. Because if it's like moaning to where, like, you know, you're in pain or you're hurting or you're you're like, you've got like a stomach ache, that's not sexy at all. Talking dirty was number two. Women can be really good at that. Guys... I don't know, sometimes it just comes off as as just way creepy. Yeah, wear those underwear like my mom used to wear. Wait, what? Oh, crap. I don't know why I just said that. I met my sister. I mean, no, I met... Oh, forget it. I'll leave. Uh, Heavy breathing. Again, there's sexy heavy breathing, and there's what I've been doing for the past three minutes. Not sexy. Sweating profusely. Wait till you see this on video. Sweating profusely and breathing just... Not sexy at all. Screaming is number four. Like again, what kind of screaming? See, to me, no kind of screaming is okay. Like screaming, like a, a loud noise, like or a loud like talking, like oh, yeah, like okay, but not like screaming. Like you're because when I think of screaming, I'm thinking either you're scared, you're about to get murdered, or whatever, and that's just not hot. Swearing. I think it's hot, not not in normal everyday life. I think it's cool. My wife swears a lot. And I always find that, like, I don't know, attractive in a woman. I don't know why. And here's uh, one that made me laugh. Squeaking, 28% of men and 15% of women like it. If you're squeaking, that that might like throw me for a loop. Like if I hear a girl like, like I would be, (laughs) I would be uh, a little disturbed. And, uh, I mean, not that I would stop, but still it it would be weird. And then silence, like your grandma and grandpa used to do. Just not even, don't even look at each other, just in silence, get it over with. All right, let's reproduce. We're done. Uh, you're welcome, by the way, for, uh, me putting the mental image of your grandparents doing it in, uh, in your head. That's always nice to, uh, nice to think about. So, I'm going to have to get a towel or something. I mean, if you just look at this, it's, it's just terrible. So, I did, this, uh, I did this last week. I did this song. There was a story and it just made me laugh. And I only, I only do stuff like this when it, like, it strikes me. Like, I'll hear something and i go, oh, that'll be a great whatever and uh, Questlove talked about being out to dinner with Scott Storch and Busta Rhymes and OJ was there. Whatever reason, I have no idea. And so basically, OJ tells them, hey, I think you guys should, there should be like a rap anthem about me like talking about my innocence and like really celebrate. In the, in the 60s, or was it the 60s or the 70s, the boxer Hurricane Carter, Denzel Washington played him in, in the movie. Uh, Bob Dylan did a song about Hurricane Carter. And so he was thinking along those lines. And it's so funny because the vibe in the room that I got when Questlove was talking about this is they were just like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, should we even be talking to OJ about this? This makes me nervous. And of course they polite, They politely decline, and I say politely because you never know if Juice is gonna pull out a knife and stab you, okay? I wouldn't put it past him. So uh, I accepted, and I did a song last week uh, about OJ, and uh, this week I decided that uh, it deserved a uh, a part two. I am a professional, do not try this at home. He's a murderer, OJ, and he's got no friends. I just like to. (laughs) He's killed a few. OJ. Watch out or he'll fucking kill you too Living his life, no one knew he was a killer Until one day in LA, it was a thriller Cops pretty sure OJ was to blame The juice gone insane Thaw was his name, that's a fucked up name To give your kid Getting tortured on the playgrounds is what them kids did If that was you, I would advise you to track him down and call him and apologize Because seriously, he will kill your ass Man, I'm glad I called that Mama's boy grown up, playing ball He's a star, scoring points, getting paid, getting laid for Fancy calls movie stars the good life until one day When he jumped out of bed the juice started to say I think I want to murder two people today The trial goes on till the jury says it quit. Johnny Cochran got him off but now he's dead as shit OJ, oh, oh, no. he's a murderer OJ, and he's got no friends OJ, he's killed a few OJ, watch out or he'll fucking kill you too
3: Seriously, he's crazy
1: I want you guys to remember this day, um, the day that uh, Adam rhymed murder ran and friends together. That's right. I miss my calling. Uh, hey, coming up next, uh, I want to play this for you. I don't know if she's kidding or if she is actually for real. I saw this video going around of this woman and she is talking about um, dogs, and she's just got to be the stupidest person I've ever, and again, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a, a you know, real or not.
5: Are um, mammals.
1: Dogs are mammals. Right?
5: Yeah, dogs are mammals, they're humans, or no, they're not human, they're part of the animal kingdom that God created. I love you, Jesus. Um.
0: <laughs> she,
1: <laughs> she loves Jesus. She just gave a shout out to Jesus. And Jesus, she has the biggest fake boobs I've ever seen. And she is just what you would, like, you look at her and she's like fake plastic girl, right? Not that I'm judging her at all. I think they're nice. Uh, But what she has to say is just the dumbest thing I have ever heard. And I've heard some pretty stupid things.
5: But then I wonder, like, okay, dogs can't talk. So, do they have brains? Like, yes, they walk, but it's because we're telling them to walk. Just like if I were to tell my computer to turn off, it would turn off. Like, it doesn't mean my computer has a brain. Do you know what I mean?
1: Actually, it does.
5: So, they don't talk.
1: And then it it just- has it has a, a the, it's like a, you know, it's it's central, like, unit. I mean, it technically is a brain. And you also realize that just because something can't talk, that doesn't mean they don't have a brain. Your brain controls your entire body you fucking idiot. Oh, sorry. Continue. So
5: someone's like, no, they have brains. And I was like, okay, but they can't talk. So what? How, how do you explain that? I love all God's creatures and I see, you know, other human beings and I can just find so much love for them. But I'm so terrified of dogs. I'm so beyond scared of dogs that I actually, like, will, you know, go on a different sidewalk or like go out of my way to avoid dogs because they're scary. And so then I think
1: that's what women do for me when I'm walking on the sidewalk. That, and I can't stop looking at her boobs. That's all I see in this.
5: Is this, you know, Christian
1: intuition saying like this. It's Christian intuition. It rhymes that it must be true. It's a thing. This is not
5: a creature of God. I don't know, but the main thing is, is I think we're all a little confused at, and if you guys can shed light, I would be really interested to hear what you think if dogs have brains or not, and can it scientifically be proven? You know, it's, it's a serious, like, issue. It's like a serious...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it can be proven. I mean, when a dog dies, you can just operate on a dog, you an autopsy it just like a human, and if you cut open a dog's head, you will find a brain. Apparently, she learned in school that the thing your brain is mainly for is for speaking, which she should obviously stay away from.
5: This question, because if they're not human or they don't have brains, like, why are they on this earth? Is it, you know, for, is there life on another planet? You know, I mean, these are all questions you have to consider when asking these things, and I don't want to get too philosophical.
1: Oh, oh, please, please, get philosophical, please. I would love to hear your opinions on uh, on philosophy. So, of course, I got to go to the comments and, uh, and read some of the comments. I'm going to save this and just watch it again whenever I feel less confidence regarding my own intelligence. She should just take off her bra and let her boobs do the talking. <laughs> they probably have more brains than her head does. Look, I'm sorry, but this woman is living proof that Having the ability to speak doesn't automatically mean you have a brain. I just asked my daughter if she thinks her dog has a brain. She said yes. If he didn't have a brain, he wouldn't be able to breathe or eat or think, so he'd be dead. She's three. Three years old. Uh, Your computer has a brain. It's called the CPU. Thank you. I was looking for that. CPU. That's what I meant. I called it the thingy. So I mean, that doesn't make me very smart but at least I knew it was there. Uh, all that eye makeup seeping in behind her eyeballs and into her head are having a chemical contamination effect on her brain. (laughs) Uh, but again, I mean, look, her plastic surgeon did a pretty good job on, uh, on her, uh, on her boobs there, you know? I mean, it's, Look, ladies, if you are going to have breast augmentation, just there's nothing wrong with it. Just make sure you go to a good surgeon, a good plastic surgeon, because they can be really great or just really terrible. Um, I don't know how or why. I just got uh, got off uh, on the boobs topic, probably because I'm a guy, and, uh, and that's what we do. Um, okay, so I have... A, uh, I have something from Fergie that I want to play with you guys, uh, play for you guys, but I want to play it coming up in just a couple minutes, uh, and it's it's unheard of uh, audio from uh, from when she did the national anthem, you know, over the weekend at the NBA All Star game, and it was terrible. I mean, it's it was terrible. I mean, you can't make the national anthem sexy. Although I don't know, maybe Susan. Well, uh, who was the, the Francis Scott Key, or was it the one of the one of those old women who did the song? Uh, you know, maybe they intended it to be sexy. I'm not sure, uh, but I you have to hear this because I lis- I have listened to it literally 50 times already.
6: A tarantula enjoys
1: a fine chewing gum. Shooing, shooing uh, gun. Uh, Snoopy. Snoopy was stabbed by a spear. <laughs> the human torch is denied a bank loan. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. The arsonist. The arsonist.
0: Ho ho! Ho ho! Ho ho ho! Ho! We're on five, in five, five four, four news. you.
1: Um, that's really, if you guys wonder, that's how like uh, radio and TV people warm up before we go on the air. I swear to you, Chris Daughtry was playing a show when I was doing a, uh, a show a couple of Christmases ago station here in town, I won't name them because they don't deserve it because they're assholes. But I, I digress. So um, it was basically like he was going around backstage, and he has a he has a fan, whether you like his music or not, that guy has a fantastic voice. And he was it made it, it made it real douchey because he was vaping, and uh, he was he was just going around like taking a puff, and he'd go like opera shit, and it was. But he sounded great. So do what you got to do. Bruh. Do what you gotta do. So, uh, someone who didn't sound so great and everyone's talking about is poor Fergie. I, you know, I, I don't want to, you kind of want to feel sorry for her but then, she should have known. I mean, you know, she said that the rendition that she did of the National Anthem didn't hit the right tone. Fergie, it didn't hit any tone at all. And I mean, it was Breathy and like trying to be all sexy, uh, and it was just freaking weird. Uh, Here's a little bit of the of of what you heard or saw. All right, you, they flashed. If you didn't hear this, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm, it's been all over the place, but you, you're busy, I get it. They flashed to people in the crowd, even the players at the All Star game, they, they panned to people in the crowd as she was singing and they were laughing. I mean, it was, it was that weird. But it's about to get weirder. Here is some uh, what you didn't hear is they did it up a little bit through their sound equipment. I know you think it's just her and a microphone. No, it's not. It's a big production. Here's the actual raw footage of Fergie doing the national anthem. Listen to this.
6: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Truck for posting that on Facebook. I don't know who Taco Truck is, but I just liked his page. <laughs> oh man! All right, Leon, getting here for some uh, for some uh, some sexy. Every thought, everything sounds sexy with Leon. Um, I pulled for today. Uh, Leon's got one of those voices where I mean, I wish I had, but I just my voice is just grating and annoying. Uh, but there is uh, you know if you're really not paying attention to what it is uh, everything can sound sexy so I uh, I pulled this and I pulled some gross medical conditions I couldn't pronounce some of these words so don't feel bad if uh Uh everything sounds sexy with Leon
6: (laughs) his music the passage of fecal matter through the urethra. The condition usually develops via a from
1: fistula. I don't know why you have fecal matter there, but <laughs> no. we'll move on. We won't. We want to get into it. All right. <laughs> through the urethra. Yeah.
6: Or a connection between the bladder and the intestine. Tapeworms. These flat worms. <laughs> Worms, these flat worms live in your small intestine and for years at a time laying eggs and feasting off host blood and feces yeah. one worm can go from egg to 15 foot long adult in only a few months they can be contracted from eating under cooked meats especially pork one species tinea, which infects cows and humans has been found to grow up to 40 foot long oh yeah fecal vomiting
0: All right
6: This can occur in very sick patients, usually due to a bowel obstruction or gastric fistula connection between the stomach and the colon. No one wants to see a real picture of this
1: or hear it (laughs) described.
6: Oh, yeah, fecal vomiting.
1: Okay, let's end with fecal vomiting because, hey, um, uh, Doug, by the way, who maybe still here listening, uh, I hope this helps us nail down some sponsors for the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I swear. You know, I don't know what's wrong with me, people. I really don't. Uh, Sometimes I just like to go there. Hey, uh, listen, thank you guys for uh, checking out the show. Wednesdays and Fridays, at least for now, maybe we'll be cut back after fecal vomiting, but uh, Wednesdays and Fridays right here on Vinyl Draft Radio, go to our website, and uh, anything, yeah, anything that you guys hear on the show, guests, whatever, go under links and guests, and that's where all our shows here on Vinyl Draft Radio, and go to our website, sign up for our, our, mailing list as well uh, we'd appreciate it and uh, of course we'll see you back here on Friday thanks uh, Leon and Aaron and my guest Dana Steele for stopping by and uh, hopefully oh I plugged my own website too, adamsmashershow.com if you guys want to keep in touch with me as well Uh, so I'll see you guys Friday okay hopefully I'll still have a job
0: Show's over, dickwad. It's over. A lot of people in the audience look pissed. This is the Adam Smasher Show on Final Draft Radio, a Vinyl Draft media property. Go to FinalDraftRadio.com.